people, welcome back to another pre-recorded podcast of The Arsenio Bug Show. So glad to be back, so glad to be had, but man, I am doing this in the uncomfortability of my, uh, I guess you could say my little classroom at work, because I said, man, I need to be able to get this podcast in, or I'm not going to be able to get it in tomorrow, so... Because I got a busy morning, I have to, yeah, it's a long story, but who wants to get into that? Anyways, guys, back into the Darren Hardy. Thank you so much for following me on the uh, Gary V, obviously, but today, man, I want to talk about the environment. Um, now, of course, he has mentioned a lot of things I have already talked about. So I'm talking about like the peak performance partner, you know, investing in a, men- in a mentorship. So let me just get into this just very, very, just a little bit um, and just, you know, just, I guess... I just keep saying just, 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 just. Let me just throw it out there. So peak performance partner, what is this? Someone that's going to be able to push you. So I was telling you guys just yesterday that I was so excited about um, getting the email yesterday morning in terms of my graphic designer. And my graphic designer, she created my logo, and it's just, it's on the final touches right now. And I'm just so excited because I'm gonna. it's basically my brand now, you know? Having the logo, putting the banner on Instagram and Twitter and this and that, I'm just so excited. And, and, and that's the best part about this is because the thing is you're going to have to hire some people out. Now, of course, me, I, w- I had some really, really great salaries uh, towards the end of last year. And then January had gone cold. And now, of course, this February is going to be monstrous, March monstrous. And then on to my next life um, in terms of job and not coming here anymore. But I'm very excited about you know linking up with different people. So just two days ago, it's a very unfortunate event, but I was literally having this wonderful lunch with this uh, individual who's literally starting an online language center. And she has no idea how much money she's sitting on right now. And if she could just put forth the idea, she's going to unfold. But Apparently, she wanted me to do a job that was just too far. It was in a slummy area with slummy mindsets, and I'm not dealing with those types of Thai people anymore. And so I think that partnership has probably fallen off because it just seemed like I was going to do it, and now it's pretty much you know out of it. But the thing is I'm surrounding myself with these types of people. Remember, I'm going to get ready. I'm starting to do – well, I'm going, getting ready to do this biweekly podcast of – um with the cryptocurrency guy of course um by the name of steve who i interviewed recently you guys are gonna have to listen to that and so this is it's all about like the mastermind group remember gary v a lot of people have asked him hey do you have a mastermind group he's like no but that doesn't mean it's not gonna work for you now remember henry ford harvey firestone and thomas edison okay some of the greatest people okay in their respective industries a very 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 long time ago they all put their minds together to achieve greatness. So having a peak performance partner is going to absolutely help you. Investing in a mentorship. Now, would I do this? No. Some people need it. Yes. In Australia, I had a friend that, you know, she would pay $100 an hour to talk to a coach. And the thing is, yes, these coaches might steer you in the right direction and whatnot, but your mentors or your mentors are basically all online on YouTube. Now, the thing is, I was a really uh, big fan of Lisa Nichols, and then after I started figuring my mind out and I started realizing, oh, I understand all of this right now, um, she – I don't really watch her videos anymore because she always talks about things that don't necessarily relate to me. So now I've been leaning more towards Gary Vee because that type of entrepreneurship relates to me heavily. 
See, investing in a mentorship, you don't necessarily need that. I mean, to get you off in the right direction and probably, you know, such as me, you know, am I going to be a great mentor in the future? Perhaps, perhaps. But the thing is, it's all about practicality. It's about putting things to work. So I just wanted to run those two things right by you guys because, of course, I've talked about this so many different times over the last two years. But uh, the main focus today is the environment. So remember that story about Jim Carrey driving all the way up to Mulholland Drive and visualizing that he had a million dollars? Then he ended up doing The Mask and The Cable Guy and all those movies back in the 90s, and he ended up writing himself a check or well, literally having himself like I think $6 million or something like that. So he went to his father's grave, and he left like a million-dollar check on there saying thank you and whatnot. Beautiful story and whatnot. Um, he would do that, but the thing is, was he living in a place, in an environment that would bring him the riches? No. Like British, like like uh, the British philosopher Alan Watts. Okay, he would take a taxi and he would drive to different sides of um, what is it? He would oh, is it the British philosopher? No, it's not the British philosopher. That was oh my god, what was his name? So who was I listening to? Oh, there we go. Okay, I'm so glad I actually read this right now uh, because I'm actually looking off my blog, but. Here we go. You have the – wouldn't even be a great philosopher, but let's just say Earl Nightingale, okay? Have, you guys have probably heard him before. I've talked about it a couple of different times. He would take a taxi. I forgot where, in what state, what city, but he would take a taxi, and the taxi, you know, well, Earl Nightingale, he would say, hey, those are some beautiful houses over there. And the guy said, yeah. The taxi driver would, you know, talk about it. Then he would stop, and he would say – Every bedroom in that house, that million-dollar house, is owned by a crook. That's what basically separates the haves from the have-nots. It's kind of like now, of course, you got Tom Bilyeu. Now, I think he did a TV show recently or something like that. Well, not even a TV show. He did something recently to whereas he was able to take this African-American child and take him out of a very destructive neighborhood, of course, in Los Angeles. A lot of people think Los Angeles is beautiful, but it's really not. Um, and he would take him into a more wealthier neighborhood saying, hey, there is a different side of this world, you know, taking him, taking him out of something so drab to saying, listen, you don't have to stay there. Guys, this is the environment. Of course, this might be different in Africa, Indonesia, uh, Bangladesh and whatnot. I got people out there in Ghana that listen to me. I got people in Algeria that listen to me. I got people in Saudi Arabia, just uh, frankly, all over the world that listen to me. Right. I'm not saying that you can just get up and whatnot, but man. I got to really look at it from my perspective, okay? Now, here we go, guys. I got four places. Stay with me here. I'm going to give you a nice little story. I'm going to give me or I'm going to give you a nice little story. First place, Rungsit. This is where I live. This is, of course, where my jobs are and whatnot. First place I moved in, 14, what is it, 2014. I believe it was in a slummy area. If you walked outside my apartment... There would be uh, – there's a beauty shop, and it's connected, of course, to the apartment and whatnot, and there's a drunken security guard that works there every time. And so what would happen, it would be a huge, huge distraction because this beauty salon, there would be a tomboy there that would give me some of the most dirty looks like she wanted her ass kicked. <laughs> and then you had a woman, and then, of course, they have like a mafia gangster, so you know, a little gang along with them because they come and get drunk at night. Um, no one liked them in the apartment complex, but the thing is – of course, what are you going to do? So what ended up happening was um, I ended up leaving uh, one night with one of my friends, one of my students. I would bring a friend over. I'd bring a student over. After about three times, Thai people start talking, right? And they start uh, 
Nice. I got a nice comment on YouTube. I'm so excited, man. I'm getting these comments, man. This is so cool. Anyways, thank you so much for uh, Brian Robin. Huge shout out to you, my brother. Um, <clears throat> anyways, what the hell was I talking about? Uh -huh. One night I had enough because I came out with my friend and this Thai man said, oh, 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 and that basically means wow in Thai, right? And he started talking. And I said, what did he say? He's like, oh, he's saying that you bring over a lot of girls or something like that, blah, blah, blah. Although they're the students and although it's none of his motherfucking business, you know what I mean? I lost it. I went to the manager. I said, if he says one more thing, if they say one more thing, all oh, hell is going to break loose. I'm going to unleash such an unfathomable, uh, just an unrelenting amount of hell upon this place. If you do not tell him to shut his mouth and stay the F out my business. And you know what? They stayed out my business from there on out. They really did. And I looked at him. I mean, with, oh boy, I looked at him with some of the fieriest eyes. Ooh, I don't even know. We forget the adjectives, right? But I said, man, if y'all keep, if you continue fucking with me, it's going to be hell. Until one day I woke up and I said, Arsenio, why do you keep going through this? Honestly, why don't you just leave? This place is dirty. I would walk out of my apartment complex and it's <clears throat> walk a little bit down the street and to my right, there's a slum, like this is a slummy building where, you know, some of the Burmese and Cambodians live. Now, by all means, those were some of the most wonderful people I've met since being in this particular neighborhood because the women, you have no idea. They bring these, okay, these are basically like labor workers, right? So they bring in the Burmese and they bring in the Cambodians to do the easy jobs. These women that would stay there, they would just look at me. Oh my God, they were beyond beautiful. And I was like, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, hey, let's go watch a movie. But of course I ain't going to do that because, you know, these are labor workers and whatnot. But I would always smile at them and say, hello, money don't mean a goddamn thing. I'm a teacher. You're a labor worker, but you are wonderful. You are a wonderful being. You know what I mean? But the Thai people that lived in the same building as me, I couldn't take it anymore. One day I woke up. I said, I'm out. Change your environment. If you're not happy, get the F out. So, went to another place. Nice apartment in the middle of this gigantic parking lot in front of this big shopping center called Zirung Sit. You got the Airport Asia Hotel right there. I'm right in the back, right in the middle of the parking lot. Very clean. I could get service in terms of laundry. I could do this. I could do that. And then about two months in, next thing you know, during the day, I started hearing do, 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 this beat that a lot of Thai people are very, very well known about. It's called Sancha. They would play it in some of the most, at the, I mean, they would turn up the music so loud to the point you couldn't even hear your voice right next to you. And after a while, this music would go on all day. It would come in like 8 p.m., 9 p.m. Not only that, but my neighbors. You know what noises I used to make, you know, hear? Because I'm, I'm around a lot of university students in that apartment complex. Now, of course, you got a lot of flight attendants that live there. I saw Air Asia, Nuk Air, and Qatar Airways. I don't even know what Qatar was doing out there because it's way, way on the other side of town. You know, in terms of uh, Qatar Airways flying from the main airport, not the one that's near my place. But anyways, you know what noises I used to hear at night? Love making noises. Okay, so about 11 p.m., you would hear some squeaking and some yells. And I'm like, you know what, man? Oh, that's so cool. No, I'm kidding. I didn't do that. I'm like, you know what, dude? I'm done. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. I'm getting the F out. And I just left. <laughs> I was on contract. She kept the money. Who cares? It's like $500. I mean, I couldn't get any sleep anymore, guys. I wasn't happy there anymore. And it was a slummy area. I could not literally, I could, I could not sit on my bed and do work. 
at all. Now, of course, I didn't have that habit yet. That was in 2015. I didn't develop the things that I'm doing right now, like in terms of, oh my God, I got all these papers. I got to convert these to blogs. I got to do a couple podcasts. I got this over here. I got to do this blog. Oh my God, I got a lot of things going on. I didn't do that back then, but if I did, I'd be too distracted. Why? The music. <sighs> that was place number two. God, this is a long story. Place number three. I hope you guys are enjoying this. Place number three, much, much better. There were some nights, probably five nights per year, where you would hear the music and I couldn't go to sleep till about 1, p- 1 a.m. Okay, big problem. Um, so, of course, I would hear the do, 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 do. You know what I mean? It would, it would get very, very loud and then it would just faintly go away. And so then I had the big problem at work I told you guys about. Got har- I wouldn't say got harassed. I got expunged from a company uh, for obvious reasons. Um, and then I realized the main guy that's actually working here, he wanted this to happen because then he has something against me. And then, of course, the woman who I thought was great, she did not jump into my defense. And so I said, okay. And so I left. I think my environment here, being around people who always held their purse tight to their side and so many, so many other things, I would just get so angry. You know, I wouldn't get angry, but I could not free up those available attention units, such as living in Bangkok. So at the end of last year, I said, you know what, since my goal is to get out of here, let me just get out of here. So I did. I left this area finally after three years, and I moved into an area where I'm around a lot of successful, wonderful people, people who smile, people who hold the doors open. Yes, guys, I'm telling you, this never happened where I'm, you know, where uh, in this area, it never happens. People are so discourteous, but now I live in a very courteous type of neighborhood. I had to change my environment. And so I wrote this in my blog and whatnot. And if we're even looking at, you know, from a parental, from a parental standpoint, man, I'm telling you, you know, love my mom, love her dearly. But before I left, they would play some of the loudest music. We're talking like concert music right in front of my door from a car. Nobody would ever do anything. And so the environment turned into something so disgusting. My mom has been living in the last 19 years. And as a parent, I would say, when is enough enough? When is it enough? And so there it was. I mean, love her to death, but now this is all by experience. So when I get older and there's a problem in my neighborhood... And my daughter comes up to me and says, Dad, there's someone standing at the edge of my bed, you know, at at the end of my bed every night. Uh, That's a red flag, and I'm getting out. I'm going to believe them. I'm not going to sit there and say, no, there isn't, although you saw it with your own eyes. And the next thing you know, something happens to me or something happens to my daughter or my son or my wife or whatever. Mm -mm. No, 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 not on my watch. You see what I mean? (sighs) Environment, guys. If you don't like where the hell you are, change it. I don't like this goddamn place. We're on the cusp of February. You got April coming up, supposed to be going to Kazakhstan, and I know everything's going to fall into place as it should and as it always will. I'm not happy here. Man, I've been making the same wage the past four months. More opportunities coming? Yeah, opportunities that being racially discriminated against. Oh, uh, he hasn't talked to me in a very long time. I'm not going to give him work. Yeah, that type of environment? Fuck you. I'm out. I don't need your help. I don't need your money. Boom. That's how it is. See, Darren Hardy wrote in his book. I'm going to repeat this. I'm going to retort this for you guys. He said, the dream in your heart may be bigger than the environment in which you find yourself. Sometimes you have to get out of the environment to see that dream fulfilled. It's like planting an oak sapling in a pot. 
once it becomes root-bound, its growth is limited. It needs a great space to become a mighty oak. So do you. When I talk about your environment, I'm not just referring to where you live. I'm referring to whatever surrounds you. Create a positive environment to support your success means clearing out all the clutter in your life. Taking out the trash. I'm implementing. Not just the physical clutter that makes it hard for you to work productively and efficiently and whatnot, but also the psychic clutter of whatever around you isn't working, whatever's broken, whatever makes you cringe. Each and every incomplete thing in your life exerts a draining force on you, sucking the energy of accomplishment and success out of you as surely as a vampire stealing your blood. Every incomplete promise, commitment, and agreement saps your strength because it blocks your momentum and inhibits your ability to move forward. Incomplete tasks keep calling you back to the past to take care of them. So think about what you can complete today. Additionally, when you're creating an environment to support your goals, remember that you get in life what you tolerate, which I'm going to be talking about this Saturday. This is true in every area of your life, particularly within your relationships with family, friends, and colleagues. What you have decided to tolerate is also reflected in your situations and circumstances of your life right now. Put another way, you will get in life what you accept and expect you are worthy of. If you tolerate disrespect, you will be disrespected. If you tolerate people being late and making you wait, people will show up late for you. If you tolerate being underpaid and overworked, that will continue for you. If you tolerate your body being overweight, tired, and perpetually sick, it will be. Got it? End quote. There it is, people. I preached it today. And you know what? Just think about it. I've talked about this so many different times. It's kind of like I'm just talking about it in different ways in almost every different, you know, every podcast I make. But honestly, if you're being disrespected or if you tolerate disrespect, such as what I've been tolerating here for so long, I will be disrespected. I was. If you tolerate people being ignorant and people talking about you behind your back, it's going to continue. You know, basically tolerating being underpaid, such as what's being, you know, happening in my life right now and overworked. If I work nine hours a day, I'm still making only just a fraction of what I could be making. It's going to continue. If I tire being perpetually sick, such as last year was probably one of my worst health years. It's going to continue. Stop tolerating the intolerable. And until then, people have a wonderful morning, afternoon and evening. As always, this is your host. Stay tuned for the next podcast tomorrow morning, Chapter 6, Acceleration. That's going to be a good one. And, of course, I got Tolerance, Napoleon Hill, coming up Saturday. And then, of course, the the not-so-likely, uh, what is it, the Lewis Hose book. That's just going to be, you know, a relatively, uh, yeah, a relatively easy podcast or whatever, whatever, whatever. But until then, if you guys got any questions, shower me away. Shower me? No, don't shower me. Shower them away. And thank you so much for the support on all different platforms. Over and out.